You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. Today, we are going to be giving an update and a way to create a winning strategy around idea pins, formerly called story pins. We know that you have all the feels about idea pins. They are simple. They are a little bit difficult to create. So you've asked the question, are they worth it? Plus, you have a lot of feelings about Pinterest moving from a traffic driving platform to a destination platform. So we are going to be breaking up this episode into two parts. The first part, I'm going to be giving you some facts and some specifications as to the best practices for idea pins and a little bit of the story behind idea pins and where we're at currently. And then I'm going to be interviewing my friend Beth of Entertaining with Beth about her story and her experiment with idea pins over the last year. She gives a lot of insight as to what she's learned being inside the creator program and testing out idea pins in collaboration with Pinterest. And I think you're going to be encouraged by what she has to say. And as I state at the end, I kind of want to state now so that you hear it two times. There's a lot of conversation happening in Facebook groups about how people feel about idea pins. If you are a new product seller, a new creator, and you're starting to market your business on Pinterest, what I want you to do is think about how Pinterest can help get new customers, new readers, and new people to your website or engaging with your content or product so that your business can grow. Any platform is going to change and evolve and how we do that and how we invest in it will be the determiner of how our business grows, whether we like it or not. Online marketing changes, these platform changes all the time. So my job here today is really to give you the facts of idea pins and then to share with you a story of how it's working for another creator. Before we dive into that, I want to let you know that we have released our new 2021 templates, Canva templates for you to easily make Pinterest images. I loathe creating Pinterest images without templates because I am not a designer. I am not creative when it comes to design. But if I have something that is pre-done for me, it can make creating Pinterest templates that much easier. So we have templates by niche or niche, however you say it, broken down into several different business industries. You can find those brand new templates at simplepinmedia.com slash templates. We hope that you will use these to make your Pinterest creation that much faster, that much easier and to continue to build your business and your brand on Pinterest. Again, you can find that by going to simplepinmedia.com slash templates. Okay, let's start with where we're at with idea pins. So when they were first released, they were called story pins. They were launched in beta around September of 2020. And they evolved to... idea pins because story pins was getting confused with stories on Instagram and they felt like this new name 
was a better match for the uniqueness of what their product was and that it was going to empower creators to share long lasting ideas and not just something that it's a quick poppy story. Idea pins are a multi page video format and they're available to all creators in the US, the UK, Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. The goal for them is to make it easy for creators to publish high quality, long lasting, savable content directly to Pinterest. So these are not time based. They do not go away after 24 hours and they can be saved to any board and they will pop up at the top of your mobile app in a little bubble. The number of idea pins created daily has grown by nearly four times since January. And in the past month, we've seen nine times the average comment rate on idea pins compared to standard pins. And we're going to talk about that more with Beth and what she's seeing. Idea pins are being prioritized, which means they are being shown in more places, including search, the Today tab, and the top of creator profiles. So if you go to visit somebody's Pinterest page, they're right there at the top. What it's really doing is it's driving a lot of new followers, a lot of profile visits, which will be a lot of visits to your main homepage of your website. In the episode, I give a clear path as to how you can really help those Pinterest users find your content quickly when they've come from your Pinterest profile to your website. Okay, so what are the specifications? Um, video and editing for up to 20 pages of content. So they, they really love for you to have video in there. And Beth gives some specifications too. A little less than 20. 20 feels super overwhelming. They're called slides or cards. We've heard them in each idea pin. Um, Pinterest definitely recommends voiceover recording so that you can talk with your personal voice. Um, there are detailed pages for instructions and ingredients. There's also the ability to tag and stickers. And we're going to even talk about using your affiliate links in the podcast here today. And you can help to share with your audience, not just the actual product or the content that you're creating, but a little bit behind the scene. Idea pins also allow you multi-draft save so you can do that and you can publish more ideas. So the upshot of it is these idea pins, they don't link yet is what we've heard from Pinterest. We don't know when or if they will, but they are encouraging people to come to your Pinterest profile and then come to your website and they are promoting an increase in followers. And there's a great benefit with Google SEO that we're going to talk about in the podcast as well. So I hope you'll be encouraged by this story with Beth, by her experience. And we would love to know if you're going to give it a shot. We would love to see your idea pins too. So on Instagram, tag at Simple Pin Media in your stories. I would love to see them. I go through Pinterest and I see some of our collective students really crushing it with idea pins and they're showing up in my feed. They are being prioritized for people to view. So my challenge for you today is listen to this episode and then see if you can do an experiment if you're not already doing idea pins as to leaning into them to see how it can help grow your business. With that, let's dive into my conversation with Beth. Hey, Beth, welcome back to the Simple Pin Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's always so good to be with you, Kate. 
Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. And before we dive in, please tell us where you are recording this podcast from. (laughs) Yes, I am recording this podcast from a little town in southwestern France called Saint-Gilles-Croix-de-Vie in the Vendée region. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Okay, tell us a little bit about why you're there, because I have been obsessed with your story, and I think all of our listeners should be obsessed too. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about why you're there. Yes. So my husband is French and we typically live in Los Angeles throughout the year. But for a very long time, our dream was to buy a house in France and fix it up and turn it into a summer house and then ultimately a rental when we're not here. So that's what we did. And we spent the last year fixing up this house and we've been here for the summer just decorating it and getting it ready to rent. Oh, so fun. Okay, so where can people follow that journey? Because I've been obsessed with your YouTube videos and Instagram. So where can we go to watch them? Yeah, so you can go to Entertaining with Beth on YouTube and you can see my Beth in France series. And there you'll see uh, everything we've been doing since we've been here. And you can also follow the at Maison Collie Instagram for house updates. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So with that out of the way, because we could talk about that all day long, um, we are going to talk about idea pins. So before, um, right before I got to the conversation with you, I was giving people an update on idea pins. They're moved from story pin, calling story pins to calling idea pins. So you have invested in idea pins Um pretty heavily over the last year. So I'd love to hear about your story, what kind of growth you've received and what you did. Yes. So I am a food creator. Um, So the majority of the things that I create on Pinterest are recipe based. I was probably like a lot of people out there very frustrated a year ago with Pinterest. All of my impressions were tanking. I was getting no traffic. And I think I was kind of upset about it because I really love Pinterest. Like I love the whole promise of it. I'm a personal user of it, very inspired. And I knew that I had to rethink my Pinterest strategy. So I was invited into the beta of the story pin at that time. And I was like, okay, I'm really going to dive into this. I only have time for probably like three to five platforms. And I want Pinterest to be one of them. So I took the the like eight week course, I learned everything. And I said, okay, I don't have a ton of time, but I'm going to do one pin a week, which is what they had recommended. And at that time, I was about 14,000 followers and stuck there, like for months, like I couldn't get any followers. It was like the most frustrating thing. And then slowly but surely, these idea pins started taking off because Pinterest was prioritizing them. And I saw that it was totally worth the effort in doing it. And so I went from 14,000 a year ago, it's almost a year to the day. And now I'm at 175,000 followers just from doing one a week. Yeah, that is so (laughs) huge. Have you maintained just the one a week or have you increased them at all? Okay. It's something that I'm like, oh, I really think this would be great because it's 4th of July and oh, why not? Let me do something. Then I'll do it. But a lot of the content was content that I already had. So this wasn't like new recipes. So the heavy lifting wasn't that heavy. I was basically taking my old food videos and cutting them down. So if anybody already has YouTube videos that they're doing, that's like a really easy thing. But because I've been in France this summer, I haven't really been able to do that. And I've just been shooting things with my phone. And to be Mm. honest, it's just as easy with the Mm. phone because you can edit it it all in the app. So either way, it works. And to be honest, I have not seen the difference in engagement or impressions, whether it's something that I cut down from higher quality video versus something I do with my phone. Okay. Yeah. And were you doing any static pinning alongside that, like regular pins? 
I well, in the beginning, I was because I was like, oh, maybe I can get the benefit of both. Like maybe doing this, the idea pins would help the static pins. Not so much. <laughs> it didn't really. In the beginning, it kind of boosted it a little bit until it finally like really dropped off, and it was like pathetic. I was getting like no impressions on the static pin. So I finally just said, well, why even bother? Like I will just let the audience do the static pins for me. So whoever comes to my blog, and if they're going to repin, that's great. It just sort of puts it in the ecosystem. But I personally was not doing, and I still I haven't done a static pin in months, so I don't even do that. Yeah. Okay. This is really, really interesting. I also, before we started recording, you mentioned something that really stood out to me. So you're doing one idea pen a week. And we talked about Facebook and that investment that was going to be required to drive traffic from Facebook. Can you uh, talk a little bit about that? Because this cross comparison is kind of (laughs) mind blowing. Oh my gosh. It was so painful. So I have a couple of friends that are very big on Facebook and they were beating the Facebook drum. And in fairness, I have an audience there. So I do post there whenever I do videos, but they were like, oh no, you have to really post a lot more on Facebook to see the traction. You have to be consistent. So I said, okay, I'm going to do it for one month. I'm going to do three videos a day, you know, morning, noon, and night, and let's see what happens. And sure enough, yeah, it drove a good amount of traffic. But the amount of time and effort of recutting all those videos and responding to all those comments, like it was nerve wracking. I was like so stressed out at the end of that month because it was so many videos, like 90 videos. Is that right? Yeah. It was like a huge amount of of videos. So I thought, you know what? I am not going to put that much time into that. I'm going to do what I can on Facebook, but I'm really just going to stay consistent to Pinterest because for the return on investment, it's so much better. It's one piece of content a week, which is normally something that I'm already doing on YouTube. Like for me, I'm kind of a video creator first. So everything begins for me on YouTube. But then I take that video and I take the recipe, I take the photos, I put it on my blog, I cut it down for Pinterest, cut it down for TikTok, put it on Instagram Reels. Like it's one recipe that's just getting cut and sliced and diced for every platform. So it's it's efficient as from a workflow point of view. Well, and I like that you brought up ROI because a lot of people, when they cite ROI, one of the things that they miss is their time. They go straight to dollars and what the dollar investment is and what the dollar investment at is back. But think about that, like 90 videos in a month, three times a day and how much time you were spending compared to what you were spending on idea pins and what you're getting from Pinterest. Yeah. And I will say this. I know we're going to dive into this in a bit, but... The amount of money that I was making from Facebook is kind of laughable with that. Like it's maybe a dinner out. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs) With wine, maybe. Right. What I've been able to generate from brand deals on Pinterest, thanks to idea pins, uh, is like, you can't even compare. I mean, it's a whole other ballgame. And I think that there's going to be more of that, especially as we get into Q4. Because advertisers cannot, as of now, now maybe you know more than I do, but the last time I spoke to the folks at Pinterest, advertisers could not create their own idea pins. They need creators to create them. And I've done two brand deals on Pinterest that that worked out really well. And it was such a pleasure because you deal directly with the Pinterest folks. So they sort of are the intermediary. They have kind of a brand content team that they're building out. So I think things are going to get really interesting soon on Pinterest from a monetization point of view that I think it's worth now investing in building an audience while it's still relatively easy to do because of the prioritization of idea pins. 
Well, and I think um, to that point, kind of the how much money that you can make. One of the things um, that I get is big, big pushback from people um, about idea pins is I don't want to invest in them for a couple of reasons. One, Pinterest isn't social. It's supposed to drive traffic. Idea pins don't link. So I'm not doing it. It's like a philosophical Mm -hmm. standpoint to say like philosophically this platform said it was supposed to do this and now it's not. So I'm not going to do it. Yeah. The other thing I get from people is what you just talked about, which is very interesting is this idea that Instagram is a place to connect with brands. And for a long time it has been, Mm. um, or Instagram is, and now it's like Pinterest is coming into that fold as well. So a question I would have for you is there's this creator program, obviously that's starting with Pinterest because those brands don't have it. But what opportunities do you see for people to use idea pins with brands, even outside of that creator program, including it on your media kit? Well, I think it all backs into this idea that like short form video is hot. Do you know what I mean? And it's not going away (laughs) as much Mm -hmm. as like I and I think I've just been in a unique position because I've always been in video. So I'm always I've always been pushing video because I see how much engagement you get and what a human experience it is for people when they see you in video and they're consuming your content. But it's become so much easier now. Like you don't need a fancy camera and fancy editing equipment. Now anybody with an iPhone can create a short form video. So the amount of effort that you might put into shooting a recipe, for example, that you might already be making for your family and just to try it out, you can use all that footage on Pinterest to do an idea pin. You can do the same thing for Instagram Reels. You can put it on TikTok if you're so inclined, and you can put it on YouTube if you have a YouTube channel with YouTube Shorts. So suddenly you've created one piece of content that you can leverage across four platforms, see how they do. And that's how I've been packaging it to brands because I've had brands, I have a lot of brands reach out to me on TikTok. I went through the beta program of TikTok as well. They did like a creator program to get more lifestyle how-to people on TikTok. And it was super fascinating. It was like a 10-week class and they taught you everything best practice. And at the end of it, I think what I really got out of it was just how to create short form video, which was super valuable. And I've been using a lot of those learnings on Pinterest because I just like the audience better on Pinterest, to be perfectly honest. Right. <laughs> I think it's a little friendlier, but whatever. Yeah. That's another discussion. So totally. but, but what I but I right. But what I realized is when this brand reached out to me and said, Oh, do you, you know, can you do this thing for us on TikTok? I was like, okay. But I, but then I thought, well, wait a minute, I have these other three platforms that this video would work for. What if we extend the reach? And then I upped my fee. So now suddenly a a video that wasn't really worth doing because the fee was so low for TikTok, because I only had like 30,000 followers at the time on TikTok. I said, well, why don't I put on these other platforms and like quadruple the fee? And they were like, okay, because you're quadrupling the reach. And then it became a lot more viable for everybody. And it was still only one recipe and one video shoot. So interesting. And you, yeah. you, in the notes too, uh, we were going back and forth about this before we recorded. One thing you say is that TikTok really didn't drive any traffic for you. No, nothing. Like ridiculous. Like, And the crazy thing is, is now on TikTok, you can put a link to the recipe. So there is a function where there's like a little link that will come up where you can link to your recipe, you can link to your blog. I have, it never shows up as a referring traffic source mm. ever. Uh, and, interesting. you know, having said that, just to back up when I, when I was talking about how the followers on Pinterest really grew in the last year, mm. my traffic remained the same. So I did mm. not get the dips 
that a lot of other people were experiencing. But and, and the only reason is, is because I invested in these idea pins. So mm-hmm. what was even more interesting is to go back through analytics and say, okay, what is driving the traffic? And whereas the old days, I would look and I would have one to 20 pins from Pinterest that were driving Mm -hmm. the majority of the traffic from Pinterest as a source. Right now, you know what the number one source is? The number one pin is my homepage on Pinterest because Mm. the, right? So the user experience is they watch the, the, the idea pin, they come over to your platform, they come over to your homepage, and then they click on your blog link, which is right there. So that's like a really valuable user because they sat through the whole story pen or idea pen, and then they took the time to come over to your your homepage, your account, and then took one more step to come to your blog. So that's like someone who's pretty qualified as a par- as opposed to just finding a recipe, bouncing over and bouncing off. So they're still coming. They're just coming in a different way. Yeah, I've noticed that too. And I think one of the things that I'm thinking as you're you're talking this through is as people are listening and they're thinking about this kind of uh, pathway that people take, it's really important that that first page of your website, the homepage has, I can find the search really easily. Because that's the yes. thing about Pinterest users is, yes, idea pins have changed and no, they don't link. But the intent of the Pinterest user still remains the same that when they really want to discover something their biggest frustration over the years has been that um, pins go to dead links, right? Because they're like, I really want this information. And so giving them something that's really easy for them, I think is important, especially if Pinterest is a huge part of your traffic, that they come onto that page and they say, you know, even something like coming from Pinterest, here's a search bar, put in the term of whatever it is and you can find it. I think leading people through that process would be really smart, especially because most people are on their phones, they're still operating in the app, and they want to be able to find what they're looking for really easily or they bounce, which leads me to, has your bounce rate changed up or down? No, it's actually, it's a better bounce rate now because I think people are more invested. So it's a 10% difference in my favor of people not bouncing off right away, again, because I just think they're more invested. So even though the actual, it's like a different way of thinking about Pinterest because, and we'll get into this in a minute, I bet, but it's this idea of like destination platform versus driving platforms. And I think we've all been conditioned for so many years to think of social media or even a platform like Pinterest, which sometimes it can be hard. Is it a search engine? Is it social? Is it It's probably a little bit of both right now? It's becoming a little bit more social, but it's really an amazing branding platform because somebody sees something delicious or a really great idea or a travel pin or anything that makes them want to know more about it they're going to come to the website because I think people ultimately want to print things. Even though the store, the idea pin, sorry, I keep going, I keep thinking of it as story pin. And I, I know I'm, it's I'm hard to switch. The idea pin, <laughs> yeah. idea pin. Um, that with the idea pin, technically everything's in that pin. So they don't have to come to your website. But the funny thing is, is they do. They do because mm. they want, they want more. They want to know who you are. They kind of want to, you know, like I, I just think it's interesting that they still come. You know, mm, yeah. Talk a little bit more about that destination platform versus driver platform. Those kind of the first times I've heard those terms. Yes, I, I know, and it's just something that I that just sort of dawned on me. Which I love. I was thinking, yeah, as, as I was thinking about it, I was because I think we think of our blog as like our owned and operated platform, and that 
all of these other platforms exist to drive into our blog so that we can make money from advertising, grow our email lists, and sort of have this owned platform that we don't have to be subjective to like the whims of, of, you know, changing algorithms and all of that. But I think what's ending up happening because all these other platforms have become so popular, all these platforms are eager to keep the people on their platform. They don't want to drive anybody anywhere else, right? But then they also realize this is a really complicated scenario for creators because they need to make money. So if they're going to stay, if they're going to keep the audience on these platforms, they have to be able to monetize on these platforms. And I think we started to see that with, I mean, YouTube was the first. YouTube has always been, you've always been able to monetize on YouTube. Then Facebook came. Now Instagram is going to, you're going to be able to monetize aside from just brand deals. Like you will be able to start to earn from your reels. And I guess there's other products that they're coming up with. TikTok, you can monetize that through the creator fund. So it's just a natural evolution of these platforms saying, hey, we want this to be a destination for you as a creator. The way that like YouTube for me has always been a destination platform. I create content for that platform. I earn from that platform. I don't drive people off from it because I get dinged in the algorithm when I do. Sometimes I might put my recipe links, but I take a hit for that. You know, But I've always considered YouTube as a destination platform. So I think it's another way to think about it. And I think while right now Pinterest is sort of in this funny in-between state, I do believe that monetization is coming on that platform. And what that might look like is kind of anybody's guess, but I think it'll be a mix of things. Um, So I think if you like Pinterest, if you've already invested in Pinterest, you should stay there because imagine trying to like start from scratch and figure out TikTok or start from scratch on another platform that you're not as big on, you know, like, I think it's just a matter of using a new product on Pinterest that Pinterest wants us to use. And I don't know, it's really paid off for me. So I I have a lot of good things to say about it. Which I think to your point, which I think is very interesting, is that um, in this online industry and over all these years, things have shifted so much. And you either find there's two groups of people, right? They either Mm -hmm. really tether to the old and they're like, I just wanted to go back to the way it was before. I had just figured it out and now it's changing (laughs) again. And then there's those who will grab onto the new and ride with it. And I think while that is also happening, you have what you described destination versus driver. And I think Pinterest is kind of this last driver that exists out there. Yeah. And there's an element for them of trying to compete with the other ones that are destination. And that's another shift. And so I just think in this online space, as people are still learning online marketing, this it's like you are exhausted of the be all things. And I appreciate what you said about Facebook that I'm going to give it a month and I'm going to try it and I'm going to see, but it might not work. And I think that is the, the just try it piece of this, that there's so many people that just will not embrace idea pins because of this thing. Like it's been a driver platform. I'm going to hang on to the old. I'm going to do that. And I'm not going to embrace the destination piece And that's fine if some people want to do it. But I think to your point of what you just made, if it's already working for you, think of it just like a tweak or something you can do just a little bit differently. And I will say this too. Well, two things. One, I think it's easier now, Pinterest. And we can talk about that in a second. And I'll tell you why I think it's easier. Two, if you want to get into short form video, it's a really easy platform to try it on. And you'll have three other platforms. Like it won't be a waste of your time because you can try it on Pinterest. And then if you want to try it on TikTok, you'll have the same video, YouTube shorts, 
Instagram Reels. So there are four places that you can put short form video, the exact same video. You can put the exact same video. So if you've just been like dragging your feet on video or short form video, Pinterest is a really easy place to figure it out on because the tools that they have, the editing tools in the actual app, I think are some of the easiest and easiest to learn. So like it's so in that sense, and, and by trying it, you'll resuscitate your Pinterest account. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's sort of like a, yeah. a one-two punch. And I think it's mm-hmm. easier because remember the old days when we were like having to pin the 30 pins a day and <laughs> scheduling yeah. and all that madness? That's all gone. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs to go through right. all that anymore. You know, right. like if you the do, maybe you want to, yeah, that, that's just like, that's a ton of time. And then you had to have the VAs doing all of it because no one has that kind of time. I just find right. that doing it this way, doing one a week, maybe if you like really want to go at it, do two a week, you'll just see results. Like, I just think there's nothing that can compare, but you, but I do think you need to have the video in the idea pin. I think. The okay. Static, so let's talk about yeah. that. Cause I think yeah. that is so important. So let's talk about what you know about best practices for idea pins. Yes. So when you're in an idea pin and, and sometimes the best ways to get ideas for idea pins is actually to consume the idea pins as a user, you know, kind of go through Pinterest and check them out and see how they're doing it because there's a lot of creativity and how people are doing it. Um, but Pinterest will say five tiles or five slides is a best practice. So instead of doing one or two, like I've seen some bloggers do like one hero shot as the title, one process shot with a link. Like, I just don't think that's going to be enough. <laughs> it's not supposed to be a movie trailer. It's like a movie poster. It's supposed to be the trailer. You know, like you're supposed to have a story arc with the, with the idea pin. So you have a nice cover and then you maybe you have two or three to five steps so that somebody consumes that whole pin and they know how to make the dish or they know how to do the project. I also think that you can do little graphics of instructions. And I've played around with this. Sometimes I've put the recipe in the actual pin where I'll do like two tablespoons of this or two, almost like TikTok. How, how oh, that'll have like yeah, the, yeah. And that pin performed really well. I don't know if it's because it was picking up all the keywords in the recipe, you know, from the graphic, okay, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But just after like three or four days, it had 250,000 impressions and like 1,500 saves. And this is wow. just a silly little lunch I made for myself here. <laughs> I just rec- decided <laughs> I to I think I actually saw that one. It was very smart. That? I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's good and easy. Come and on. Easy. And I had to, I was making it anyway. So I was like, why not? Right. Um, But then the other thing I like to do is use the voiceover tool to record my voice talking people through it. So you can put all the like two tablespoons of this and a half a cup of that in the actual graphics or in the details page. There's like a little thing where it says details where you can. Is that voiceover tool something inside Pinterest or is that somewhere else? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in Pinterest. And the reason I do that is because. I am a video creator by nature. I'd like people to connect with the person behind the pin. So I think that that helps with that, if I was to say that. Yeah, I think it just helps. I think it just makes it more engaging. I think you get a better completion rate, you know, from that because people are sort of engaged in it. Um, But people are still a little confused. Like once you start doing it, you will see the comments that you'll get. People will be like, this doesn't link. Where's the recipe? And it can be really kind of laughable. And I've shared some of that to Pinterest. Like people are, they are not educated. They do not know where to find this. And yeah. so that's why I was starting to put it in the actual pin mm, and say it. Okay. But they still, like, I think 
that's going to take a while for users yeah. to be educated, but I see it a lot less now than I did a year ago. So I think users are learning. Mm. And do yeah. you comment back to people and kind of drop yes. the link in there? Okay. Sometimes I do. If people are really not getting it, then I do drop the link in there. Um, but that's the other thing that I think has been amazing is to see the amount of comments. So I never used, like a year ago, I never checked the comments on Pinterest. I didn't even know that people were leaving comments. To be honest. Oh, yeah. They were and usually spam comments. They were right. So and I never really like paid any attention to it. But then in doing this beta with the um, idea pin program, they were like, oh, check the comments. And I went in there one day and there were like so many comments that I hadn't responded to that were like weeks old. So now as part of my workflow, every morning I get up and I check the comments across all the platforms. Pinterest is part of that so that you keep up with it. And what's fun about it is people will take pictures and they'll post them back to the comment. And I just, I love that. I mean, that is like such serious engagement that someone has taken the pin, they bought all the ingredients, they made the dish, they then took a picture of it, came back to the pin and posted their picture. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, yeah. that's it. like someone's going to remember you when they did all of that. Do you know what I mean? Right. And it's a different user. I think that's another thing too, is between all these different platforms, it's different people on each platform. Because there's Pinterest yeah. users who are not on Instagram, who are not right. on TikTok. And this yeah. is their only engagement with mm -hmm. you. And that mm -hmm. they've gone to this extent to, you know, connect with your with your content. I'm curious in those comments. Can you just put the link at the top? Like after you post it, the very first comment, just put the link. Mm -hmm. Or you probably could. Um, here's okay. where I am with that. I mean, there's lots of different ways to think about this. But after going through the beta and hearing, you know, kind of where Pinterest is coming from and what they want this to be, and the fact that they they really hope and want people to stay on the platform, that I didn't want to lessen my chances of not being featured in the today tab, which drives a lot of traffic. So they will, if you're new to that, it's a today tab where you, I guess it's only on mobile or is it on desktop now too? You know, oh man, I don't know. Actually, I just got a browser button update. Actually, while we were talking, it popped up in, in Chrome for me to update it. So I think some things are changing as far as adding extra pop-ups like that. But so far, I only see it on um, the actual... Uh, today on the mobile. That's what I mean. On the mobile. So for anyone who hasn't seen that, it's a very cool thing that is like a editorial roundup that Pinterest does every day of pins on the platform in different themes and different, um, you know, holidays or anything across all verticals. And I have had pins store or uh, idea pins featured there several times. And you get an email when you're featured and then watch that pin and watch the follower count. And you'll see, you'll pick up a lot of followers from that. I've picked up anywhere from 200 to 500 followers just in a day from being featured there. So I want to make sure that I'm following all their best practices so that I can continue to be featured there. And so that the algorithm doesn't deprioritize the way other algorithms do across platforms when you start putting links that they don't want. Ah, uh, that that makes sense. Yeah. So that actually brings me to the next question of affiliate links. So I know we have product tagging on idea pins, which we have an episode coming up about product tagging for shop owners, which I think has been really interesting. I have somebody testing at, out that for me right now with the Shopify shop. But when you brought this up, I was like, what? You can put affiliate links? 
Tell me yes. more about that. Now, so it's not completely functional now and it is in beta. So not everybody may have the ability to do it, but they say it's coming. And I just received an email from um, one of the contacts there yesterday saying Amazon, because I was having trouble like putting the Amazon link in. It kept saying this link is not valid or something like that. And she said, we're still having the product team build it out, but you will be able to put Amazon links in there. I did hear um, somebody commented yesterday because they also did this. They heard reward style and shop style. I think, wait, are those the same? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. It, either way, one of those works. They did say oh, that actually okay. one of those does work. They were able to use that. And I think one other affiliate platform and they were able to upload it effectively. Amazon gave them trouble too as well. So yeah. hopefully by the time this releases, Amazon will be fully functional. Yeah. But I mean, imagine the potential if you're getting idea pins that are getting, you know, a couple hundred thousand impressions and people are saving that, like what the conversion would be percentage of people going to Amazon, not only just to buy the thing, but even if they're being cookied for 24 hours and you're getting a piece of that, whatever they buy, like that, that could be right. significant. Yeah. And it is I don't know, fun to see what they buy. I know. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so hilarious. Okay. So a last thing we want to cover is how do idea pins really create this uh, the easy to obtain social proof with Google? That's new to me. I've never heard anyone talk about that. So social proof with Google. Tell me more. So it's really interesting. So I, for the last probably two or three years now, have just been spending a lot of time on SEO with my blog because it was something just spending so much time on YouTube. Like I never really dove into that. So I've been doing a lot of webinars and had, you know, a lot of audits done and all this kind of stuff. And it always comes up this idea of social proof from Pinterest. So Pinterest impressions being the thing that is driving, I guess, Google's validation that the content is popular and the content is good. And what has what is interesting about that is the fact that now because of these idea pins being relatively easy to gain impressions because they're being prioritized. And if you're consistent and if they're high quality and they're not linking off and they're following all the best practices, I I have seen pins that have gone viral for me drive lots of traffic to the blog posts, even though they're not linking, and drive those blog posts to page one of Google. Whereas before they were like, there was crickets on these blog posts, like nobody ever cared about them. And the only thing I did differently was create an idea pin about these recipes that then took off on Pinterest. So that's the only way I can correlate it. And I have had, you know, SEOs validate that and say, yeah, if you're, if there's a viral pin on Pinterest, that is just going into the larger, you know, batch of consideration that Google looks at to find social proof on your content. Yeah. Very fascinating. I'm so excited to test that too. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay, so you and I have lots of things to talk about, obviously, with idea pins, but what's kind of something you'd like to leave us with kind of one last thing? <sighs> well, I think the thing is that these platforms change. We know that they do. <laughs> and as frustrating as it is, I think it just comes with the, the territory of creating content for digital platforms. And as frustrating as it is when they change, it can be really easy to kind of want to walk away from platforms. And I do think because there's more, there's more of a learning curve with the story idea pin format, because video is a part of it, it, it could be easy to walk away from it. But I will say if you dig into it and learn how to do it, not only is it going to resuscitate your Pinterest account, but it will gain you new skills that you can use on other platforms too. 
So I don't think it's wasted time. Like I do think that short form video is not going away. It's very popular. Brands like it. And you can put it lots of places. And you can do it all from your phone. So right. To market your business. Like I always think of the people who had to market their business like in the phone book or like the newspaper and how difficult that was and how you just you saw nothing. You didn't even yes. know how it impacted people. And now you have your phone, which is so easy. So it's, it's so kind easy. of like I just encourage people just to try it, to test it. Give yourself 30 days. Um, I would encourage those who are in Facebook groups where people are really down on idea pins to kind of pop <laughs> yourself out of that and really look back at your business and how it's going to work for you. Because I think that's the biggest thing is um, don't go with groupthink on this, which go with what your data says. And if your data is going to tell you that it's working, that you're engaging with people, that you can make money, then that's way more important than kind of what the group think is and where that's moving. So Beth, thanks so much for sharing your experience from France. And I hope everybody follows her (laughs) YouTube channel and all of it. it has been so enjoyable for me. And I just appreciate your I guess your take over this last year on how story pins merging into idea pins and all of that and how you've tested things and just we can learn from that. So thank you so much for spending time with me today. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. It's always my pleasure to spend time with you, Kate. Thanks again for having me. (laughs) You bet. And we're going to link everything in the show notes, which will be at simplepinmedia.com slash 252. I would highly encourage you. In fact, it's one of the things I tell a lot of people who want to dive into idea pins to go check out Beth's Pinterest profile. So that will be in the show notes as well as her website. You can see what she's doing. And sometimes it's good to follow along and mimic what people are doing because why reinvent the wheel? There's some great ideas that she's implementing and tactics. And I think that's really important for us just to, especially if you are frustrated with idea pins and you need some creativity and motivation, go check out the links in the show notes, simplepinmedia.com slash 252. And we would love to hear more from you too. So please tag um, at simplepinmedia on Instagram so that we can see what you're doing and share it with other people as well. All right. Thanks so much for listening. 